Matt, this is this is your idea for this podcast, so I think you should yes. uh, explain very briefly what we're going to talk about. Although I have to insist, uh, no spoilers for this first episode. This this episode, well, this is episode no is spoiler called. Town. This episode is called no spoilers. There we go. So you speak it into this being. Is, yeah. So this is a brand new podcast called Matt McInerney talks to you about Joe Para talks to you. So I don't I don't uh, get to be in the title. Wait, <laughs> I mean, minute, I know that was on. your tweet. So so this podcast is born of a tweet, as all of Andy and my podcasts are. So this is a podcast called Matt and Andy Talk With You About Joe Paratalks With You. Is sure. that correct now? Yeah, yeah I, I think okay. I think Something you get like to be that. first on the you get to be first on the on the on the bill. Now here's a question for you. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's more meaningful, like uh, is, is it a better position to be first listed in a list of names or to be last listed in a list of names? Do you mean first you would assume just because first is best in all cases, but last because it's an enduring memory? Well, there's a couple of reasons, right? So, like, I feel like if we're talking about, like, a call sheet for some show, obviously you want to be first in the call sheet. This is established. Yep. This is established fact. Yep. There, you yep. know, order is first to last. I feel like in a situation of, like, you know, names, especially when it's just two names, that sometimes the second one kind of feels like it carries more weight. The only example I can give of this is that uh, when we were trying to decide on our, uh, you know, my, my wife and I, we don't, we didn't, she didn't take my last name. We are trying to decide yep. on our wedding website URL. And we could either oh, have right. my last name, her last name, or vice versa. Uh, and she was like, well, of course I want to be first. That's better, which I gladly accepted because I felt like having my name second was actually a position of more prominence. I'm trying to think of this. Uh, Simon and Garfunkel. I would say the Simon is the more important one of the two. Yeah, but that could uh, be like a, like a you know grammatical thing. Like that one just has the right you know emphasis on the syllable, like Simon and Garfunkel. Garfunkel just kind of trails off and flops. Also, if you if you there. put Garfunkel at the front, people might give up before they get to they Simon. They would give up. So you yeah, might have to give up. you might have to kind of like lead into it. So yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Matt and Andy, same number of letters, so it doesn't really have that problem. I mean, I'm just saying your idea. You get to choose if you want to be first or yeah. second. Uh, here's another example. Like Matt and Andy, Andy and Matt. Matt and Andy sounds better somehow, and maybe it's because of the and Andy. And Probably. And, and and Andy. Get a little assonance in there. Yeah. Maybe that's good. The other example I can give is, so the McElroy brothers, when they introduce themselves, it always goes uh, Justin, Travis, Griffin. I feel like Griffin clearly has the, the best seat in the house there. Mm. Like, you know, like if well, you're introducing something, you always save the best one for last, right? Like, that, that's yeah. the whole point of introducing something. So if you're thinking of, our, of the title of our podcast as introducing us, maybe you want to be last because we're saving the best for last, you know? I guess that's true. Like, if you were doing... Uh, um you know, if this were a performance and you're listing the order in which people are going to come on stage, obviously right. the last person is the one you pay the most money for. Exactly. Right? See? So, you know, mm. you can't decide if being first or last is better. I'm not sure what rules we can come up with here, but you get the choice here. Yeah, no, I'm going to go with Matt and Andy because it just sounds better. All right, great. And I don't know. I don't have a good reason for that. So this is Matt and Andy talks with you about Joe Para talks with you. Right. And right? Joe Para talks with you is a television show. Oh, it's, okay, great. It's I an adult swim show. That. Yeah, so... There's a reason it's called that. The show is called Joe Para Talks With You. It's the new best show. Uh, and I want to talk to people about it. Here, here's the problem, though, Andy. No one's seen this show. No one seems to care when I tell them they have to watch a show because really? we live in a world where everyone tells you to watch everything all the time. And 99% of the time, it's garbage. Well, I care, uh, Matt, because the total reason poop that I garbage. responded to your tweet 
is because yeah. this is a show that I had been kind of wanting to watch because there's a, there's a couple of of you know beacons went out in my social network to watch this show. Yours is oh, one okay. of them. Uh, I also saw that I think Jesse Thorne interviewed Joe Para and said that Joe Para talks with you is the best television show on TV right now. Uh, according he said to Jesse that? Thorne, I believe he did. Uh, okay, check, check I did. I did listen to that interview. It's very charming. I didn't catch that part, but if he did say that, I agree with him. I, I believe think that's he a tweeted great it out in when he was when he was talking about like hyping up the interview, which might oh. it could have been could have been all showmanship, could have been all salesmanship there. I'm not sure. I, Either way, I agree with Jesse. I think you it's maybe the best show on TV right now. Well, I, yeah. I trust your taste. I trust Jesse's taste, and so I'm going to yeah. watch this show. But as of yet, Matt, due to the premise of this podcast, I have not watched any of it. I have not watched That's even a minute of it. I tried to Sometimes a little bit. Sometimes I, I wish really I could frustrated. go back in time and not have seen shows that I loved and see them again with fresh eyes. So you're at a you're at a point in your life where you haven't seen this. This is this is the place we sometimes wish we were. Yes. But we always yeah. wish we were younger and more ignorant, basically. Yeah. The, the longer you live, the more you go through life, the more information you, you absorb, the more you just wish you didn't have that information, is, is my experience. Sometimes, yeah. For the most part. I mean it's nice sure. to like learn stuff, I guess, and you know, have more awareness but generally speaking, i guess you hear both you hear both sides of it some people say i wish i could go back in time knowing what i know now but then you're burdened with all the knowledge and you know the things that have made you evil <laughs> is that how it works everyone lives long enough to find out they're actually a villain to somebody somewhere like that's basically exactly, yeah that's the curse of uh of the modern age of communication you could have been a sweet baby angel, but instead you were just a demon baby. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a demon baby, really, when you get down to it. Yeah. So, so I've not seen you know this nothing show. about the show. We're gonna, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, I here's. The, let me tell you what I know about the show in its entirety. Tell me. I can, I can summarize this very quickly. I know that you like it. I, I know like that it. Jesse Thorne likes it. Mm-hmm. I know that Joe Para is a comedian, or is at least identified as a comedian by the press. I think it's pretty fair to call him a comedian. Okay. I'm gonna. You don't, have to con- you don't have to confirm or deny any of my, yeah. any of my uh, predictions or like what I okay. think I know about it, by the way. You feel okay. free to in- interject, it, interject if you think it's useful. Anyway, so okay. I believe he identifies as a comedian. Uh, yep. And I believe you told me the episodes are very short, like 11 minutes, 12 minutes That's correct. Yeah. And there, there are, are like six seasons? There are some – there are like special – there's only two seasons. Two seasons, but many um, episodes. There are some specials that are longer than 11 minutes, but – I think on average they're 11 minutes, and I think I think pretty much everyone in an actual season, you know, outside of their like, there's like a Christmas tree special, for example. Um, but mm. 11 oh, minutes, like yes. A spoiler to me. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> if if reading the episode title is a spoiler, then I, now I know. I'm not going to say that again. Uh, so so yeah, that's all I know about it. Um, I guess I also know that it's near impossible to watch because I don't have a cable subscription, and I like went on the internet and was like, "How to watch Joe Para talks with you?" And it was like, "It's on Hulu," and I was like, "Fine, great." I don't have a Hulu subscription either, but I was like, "We can get one, mm. so I can watch this show." So uh, we sat down, we like did the whole get a Hulu subscription. We spent like you know twenty minutes typing in passwords on like a crappy TV remote. <laughs> Uh, yep. into our like Hulu app to try and sign into the various Hulu accounts we created in the past sure, to try sure. and watch it. And we finally did manage to get through this like just battalion of paywalls and you know confirmation steps and actually like activate our Hulu account. And then I went to watch the show and it was like, uh, you need Hulu Pro to watch this show. You got to pay like $60 a month or something. And I was like, what the, what the heck is this? 
This is a thing I don't know about, actually. I don't know. I think it's like... I think the is Hulu it essentially Pro... they're trying to replace cable? They're yes. saying, like, this is our new cable package? Yes, I believe it's like... I think if you have a cable mm-hmm. subscription, you could maybe, like, enter your details, and then it automatically upgrades you to Hulu Pro or something. But we don't have that. And I'm not going to pay $60 a month to watch this show, no matter how good Jesse Thorne you say it is. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't watch. That's the other thing I know about it. It was very hard to try and watch, but then you told me I could get it on the uh, the Adult Swim app. So that's yeah, my so plan. We're gonna... Let's let's just set this up and say you can go to adultswim.com. There's an Adult Swim app. I'm pretty sure you could just go on iTunes and buy it for two dollars an episode, which definitely is less than sixty dollars if you add it all up. Um, there's probably a couple of ways. There you go. So if you're out there and you want to watch along, and you haven't watched the show yet, you can do it. Maybe we'll do one episode at a time. I think that's my my plan. But I've never seen the show. Maybe it's not appropriate to do that. But that's what I'm thinking right now. You know, one episode, one episode, episode. time is pretty. Here's what I think. I think one episode at a time is great. You might watch one and want to watch more but we can do one at a time so we can talk about each one i think that's not a bad approach i think that's a good plan or, i mean once i've seen some of them and get the vibe a lot of the like overall spoilerness i'm sure i expect will be lost i here's so let's go into my predictions about this show because yeah what do you what do you think this is i feel like i've culturally absorbed some details of this so what i think it is i think that this joe para character is probably uh, like a mildly obsessive guy who is like really, like really deeply pursues a specific topic. Like I, I'm getting like vague, going deep with David Rees vibes maybe from like the setup of the mm. show. Uh, and then like I also have picked up that it's probably very um, like atypically like. Sp- produced and it's not like a typical dv show and such that normies would watch it and go like this is weird and i feel weird about it <laughs> which i feel like accounts for its lack of broad appeal but also accounts for people like you and jesse thorne saying it's really great and awesome uh yep. so those are my like main guesses that it's going to be like a show that is like very you know unexpectedly produced maybe it's just like he's talking in like a middle of an empty room uh, I feel like it's going to be a very dry sense of humor. Uh, I also, for some reason, I keep thinking it's going to be something like Nathan for you. That's the other show that feels like it might be in the same canon, possibly. But it might just be a title thing, like Nathan for you, in- Going Deep with David Rees, Joe Parra Talks with You. They're all kind of the same title, you know? Without spoiling anything, it's kind of interesting because in some ways it's a lot like Nathan for you. In some ways it's the exact opposite. Oh, boy. Maybe this is like a salt and pepper thing. The exact opposite. Um, we can have that conversation again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I won't say more than that. Don't but, spoil it. Um, that's yeah, what, in that's a lot of ways, it's not like Nathan for you at all. It's okay. really not. Well, yeah. and I, I also say the, the like, your prediction about how it's produced. Um, I When I first tried to show this to Susanna, uh, she said she thought I was trying to trick her. Mm-hmm. Mm, see, and I was not. This I was is not trying I would to have trick guessed. her. I would have guessed that Susie either didn't like this show and still doesn't like it, or didn't like it at first and had a hard, hard time getting over it. Also, I will say that I have mentioned to Hillary I want to watch this show. My my beautiful wife, whom I adore, yeah. and uh, she, knowing that you like it specifically, was like, "Am I going to hate this? <laughs> is this going to be horrible?" And I don't know. She might hate it. Wait. Okay. So I do want to say Susanna now loves the show. Okay. But it was there. Certainly was a period of time where. She thought I was trying to trick her. Because I, I is, did make Hillary watch uh, the first couple episodes of I Think You Should Leave. Have you watched I Think You Should Leave? Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> and I this love was, this show. <laughs> this is a show I really like, and uh, she's currently giving me the big thumbs down. This is not a show for my, my beautiful, lovely, smart, and talented wife, Hillary. She does Susanna not like, also I hates think I Think You Should Leave. Okay. Uh, 
and g- will not indulge any of my hot dog talk. So, <laughs> I, wait, wait, I, I have a question though. Wait, you said Hillary is uh, is concerned about the show specifically because I like it. Yes, but I didn't tell you to watch. I think you should leave. What no. other shows have I told you to watch that have? Throwing up the red flag for her. That's a great question. I was trying to get a sense of that from her because I was like, Matt's the one that introduced us to Oh Hello, and we love Oh Hello. And yeah, she that's was like, true. Okay, I guess. I think she just thinks you're weird because, I mean, she's right. You are weird, so. I mean, she's not wrong. I just feel like there should be – shouldn't there be some, like, smoking some gun? Prior <laughs> like some prior arc? Some, <laughs> some Do you remember that time evidence? Matt made me do this thing and th- and it was so horrible? But I don't I don't remember doing that. I don't. I can't remember what it, I don't know what it is either. Uh, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll explore that further, and we can uh, we can come back to this in later episodes. <laughs> Why does Hillary think that you have questionable taste in television? We'll find out. Well, I mean, there's the thing. My wife thinks the same thing, but she's come <laughs> around on some things. Okay, let's be clear. Your wife can't think you have questionable taste in television. She has has to know. She, she's uh, she's close enough. She just knows you have questionable taste. Well, I mean. I think you should leave is objectively good, and she doesn't care well, for that. So, well, is it? Is it? I mean, I like it a lot, but I also yeah. understand why people find it grating because, in a lot of ways, that show is about just trying to make you as profoundly uncomfortable as possible. I mean, do you think the word mud pie is funny? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir, buddy. Look, I, <laughs> I basically, I don't think I've watched any television alone since. Hillary and I moved in together six and a half years ago, uh, except mm-hmm. for I Think You Should Leave, which she refused to continue watching with me, and I finished on my own. Uh, yeah. I just I watch very little television, I should say, too, which is an important <coughs> context, I think, for uh, for listeners. So my, uh, my, my sort of context and references for TV will be few and far between. It's not how I choose to spend most of my time. Uh, but when a, really, when a truly exemplary show comes along, like apparently Joe Parra talks with you, I like to make a little space for it in my life, you know. Fair enough. Uh, you know, I think I, I think one thing I can identify is that uh, Susanna doesn't have a high tolerance for uh, irony. You know, like a show that is just like purely ironic, like mm. a Tim and Eric kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, I think I, that's a good way to describe Tim and Eric, right? Like, can I have watched very that, little? That's Tim not and Eric. sincere. Um, yeah, I think I think the I think she would prefer just to lean toward towards sincerity and not these like, you know. These like actually, she calls them meta shows. She doesn't like these meta shows that I watch. Maybe it's that. I also just I think part of it is just absurdity. I really like absurdity. I find yep. it to be one of the only kinds of humor that makes any sense anymore because the whole world is so absurd, Matt. That you just mm-hmm. you got to find some way to make it even more absurd. Uh, and so that's something I'm drawn to that perhaps Hillary does not appreciate. Well, I I think it's fair to say, and and I'm not spoiling anything, but Joe Perry is not absurd. It's a real show. It's not. Uh, it's not. I feel like business. I'm getting some some spoilers here. I got really. I got I got titles. I got the fact that Susanna now loves it, but had a hard time getting into it. But it's fine. Just no more. I I, I, just, I want to I want to be a clean slate. I want to be a blank All canvas right. upon which it's so Joe hard. Can it's so paint. hard to. I love this show. I want to talk about it. Well, we're going to talk about I can't it a lot. Say anything yet? Yeah. So it's challenging. This is what not does a, one say? It's a it's a pretty honestly has a pretty loose idea for a first episode on my part. <laughs> Where <laughs> here's this thing Matt wants Matt, to talk I want about to record a lot. An episode Let's explicitly record a bunch of Matt not, not to talk talking about. about the thing he wants to talk about very it's much. Perfect. Mm-hmm. It's good. Also, this show is officially longer than an episode. So I think the nice thing is that our our podcast about the show will probably be two to three times the length of the show itself. Yeah. Is that good? 
Maybe. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, it, it's, it, it, I think it certainly speaks to the amount of effort we've put into it relative to him. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> his is probably his show is probably a little more dense with uh, with some stuff of value, with entertainment value. He does. He does talk about in in interviews. He talks about his writing process and that you know. Mm. So now like, I know well, it's written. No, I know it's wow. written. It's spoilers all over. Oh, I did. As a side it note, could have been I, improv. I have, it could have been improv. Uh, so I have another idea for a show. Um, a television show or a podcast that you and I can make? It would be an interview podcast or TV show. It really could be anything. <laughs> um, and it's it's just an interview show with um, very, um, how would you say it? Like particular directors. You know, the kind of, the kind of director uh, character who like has to control every little detail. And if they can't do it, they'll lose their mind. You a know real what I mean? auteur. Like a Quentin Tarantino type, right? Sure. So this, we interview only these types of directors. David Lynch. Yes. But the only question we ask is whether or not the movie was improvised. Um, <laughs> How do you expect that? To, expect that conversation to go? I mean, they're going to be so we ask we no. ask Quentin Tarantino kind of over and over. Like, like here's what happened. We we the characters in this show like clearly saw an interview with Larry David one time and found out that like most of the show is improvised based off a of bullet okay. point list. Okay. And now we are realizing that maybe there are other shows or movies that have been improvised as well. And then we Not just bring up a bunch of specific scenes, bunch of specific yeah. lines. Like, how could yep. you have written a line like this? It sounds so natural. Yeah. And the, really, that what we're trying to do is um, enrage them. No, no, nope, break like. them down. We're trying to break them down and get them to admit that they have not actually written every detail of the movie. That some things are improvised. That's all we want to know. We just want to get them to admit that at least some part of the movie was improvised and they didn't have complete control over the product. And that that one time Brad Pitt said that thing and he just left it in. So it was improvised. Then you're saying, right? So it's you're actually it was improvised. It's actually a very long form prestige podcast where we break the news to the public that all of your favorite, very carefully scripted movies are in fact actually improvised. Exactly. That's some, that's some tinfoil hat stuff right there, Matt. I gotta commend mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Very tinfoil hatty. Yep. Yep. So I, I, this is based on an interview I heard not long ago where some it was a movie podcast. I can't remember the director the host we kept asking him something had been improvised and the director just couldn't stand it because he's like i i gotta be honest with you there's just no it was just absolutely not improvised i can't i i don't do i don't write movies that way i very specifically write the movie i don't just let the actors talk i just write the movie it was so great it was fantastic who's the director of the shining can you remember i can't remember stanley kubrick stanley kubrick right that'd be a good one to get on the show and just be like so the shining (laughs) Probably mostly improvised, right? So the moon landing. Did you improvise that too? or? Yeah. Nice. Nice. This is your favorite conspiracy podcast now. Oh, man. I also, okay, I also want to start a podcast. Okay. That's just a new conspiracy. Like, just I just pick one. Uh, here's a, so you know how, like, so you know how if you're into conspiracies, you're not into a conspiracy, you kind of take the whole package. Like, you just, like, it's like somebody who's, like, you know, gets into fishing, they have to buy all the fishing gear. Like you're saying, you you're saying there's a lot of overlap between anti-vaxxers and flat earthers yeah. and people that believe that, uh, you know, you can't just put one conspiracy in your shopping in cart and leave. You have to you have to get every single one. Either if they don't overlap or not, you're you're in. Right. So what I'm saying, it's like a, actually it's like a cable package. Right. You bundle 
What I want to do is I want to start a podcast plus. where we start a new a new conspiracy theory and get in on that bundle. Because once you're in the bundle, you get the bundle money. When you're paying Hulu sixty bucks, that sixty bucks is being spread out amongst all the conspiracy theories. So what you're saying you just is need a piece. <laughs> The core of your of your sort of idea here is that there's a big chunk of the population, let's say roughly the size of all the flat earthers and all the <laughs> yeah. the anti-vaxxers and all the size the of roughly say like a flat landing, earth. All, I'd the, say. all the moon landing was faked people, and you think yes. that all you need to do is make up some dumb shit, and every single one of those people is going to subscribe to your podcast because it's yes. if, if you can like get enough momentum. Yes. In the conspiracy community. Yes. I I can't say I don't like it. Now here's my here's my question, Matt. Yeah. Um, we've talked before over over the years about how at some point the people that were responsible for the crop circles uh, like came out many many years after the fact and were like, hey, mm. we're the ones that did the crop circles. Like, I know where you're going totally, with this. Totally a big joke. We you know here's yes. some photos of us doing them. Here's how we did it. We like took these four by fours and attached ropes to the end and then used them to stomp down the things and you yep. know and then a bunch of people that thought crop circles were from aliens basically thought these people were lunatics <laughs> even though these mm-hmm. are the people that were just saying no no you were duped for many years by our prank and now we're going to come out and tell you it's not a prank anymore there's still a bunch yep. of people that just don't believe them basically my yes. question is if we're going to basically manufacture a, a large scale conspiracy uh can we do it somehow to better the world can we like get a bunch of people on board with the conspiracy that will eventually be like a net positive for humanity I'm okay with that. Like, I, it's really just a money-making scheme. So if there's positive that comes out of it, that's fine. Like it's conspiracy, like, okay. <laughs> like driving your car gives you cancer, and that way people start biking more and you know stop burning so many fossil fuels, something like I'm, that. I'm okay with that as long as it's still, as long as we don't take the teeth out of it. You know, like as long as it's still like really good and conspiracy y, I'm I'm fine with good being a byproduct. Conspiracy. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, what are, what are the sort of there's, there's, it's a very important. <laughs> I think the best conspiracies are things you, you gotta you gotta find the right like template for a good conspiracy. Well, here's the thing: you start with narcissism, right? Like as long as people are out to get you, that's the best starting point, right? The flat Earth one is the one that really gets me because it's the kind of thing that like it's very difficult to disprove individually. For one individual to prove that the Earth is not flat is somewhat challenging, although. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Many flat earth YouTubers have actually done this. There's lots of videos of like dedicated flat earth YouTubers that construct elaborate experiments to prove the earth is flat. And then the result of their experiment proves exactly the opposite that the earth is in fact round. And oh, it's like, I'm very aware of this. It's, like, it's actually very awesome that you <laughs> managed to do a science and learn something for yourself. Uh, so, but either way, unless you're doing, going through all that trouble, it's very difficult for an individual person to prove that the mm-hmm. earth isn't flat. And if you are just, you know, uh, if you're just like looking at, the sensory information that your eyes are getting looking around, it doesn't seem like the earth's round. So like, that's the kind of thing that's very easy to like be conspiratorial about. Uh, Same goes for the vaccination stuff, because as far as the average person is concerned, you get some shot, you never get sick. There's no, what's the correlation there? Like, it just seems like a total like black box where you have to just trust in these like outside authority Mm -hmm. figures. So you got to find something that's like feels somewhat intuitive on a base level that is impossible for an individual to easily disprove uh yep. you know it's got to have like a long tail on it like 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 eating meatballs uh turns you into a into an emotional baby over, t- over 20 or 30 years you'll just cry a bunch as an old man if you ate a bunch of meatballs your whole life something yeah. like that it has to be it, I, but i also think you have to tap into something that like people kind of want to do anyway 
and like makes them feel special. So if you can, if you can like combine these things, so like not get a shot for a vaccination, like I'm too lazy. It's I like, yeah, it's vaccinated. like a really great one. Like what if I yeah. don't have to get stabbed with a needle? Yeah. I don't that want be that. an A plus conspiracy to, have to come up with. Okay. So I okay. Think, yeah. So like, so like, what's uh, the so thing, like, so like cleaning what's the thing your people shower, are doing? Cleaning your shower makes your, uh, makes your toenails fall out. How's that? Yeah, something like that. No, but again, if you want, if you want net good, like it might have to be like, you know, taking a long shower or something. You know, like Mm. maybe you want to waste less water. And also, like, who really wants to take a shower all that much? Like, Mm. it's nice for a little bit, but you know, or like uh, when you're getting pruny in the shower or the bath, it's actually you're you're aging at rapid speed. That see, this is more like it because now, well, the bath is a problem because you've already used the water. You have to be the shower, but. Yeah, that one's not doing so much in terms of doing good overall in the world. Yeah. But anyway, look, we can just, we can brainstorm for a bit. We don't have to nail it today. I'm just putting it out there that at some point, when we get the idea, we'll put out a podcast, we'll come up with a weekly, and and we can, like, we can just keep this going. Like, as you mentioned with the experiments, there's, there's two things about the experiments. You can have real experiments that disprove your point, or you can just make up experiments that prove your point, and then no one checks what the experiment is actually testing. Ooh, wait, I got a good conspiracy. We can come up with stuff like that. How about this one? Voting for Republicans is going to cause the death of the planet. Ah, <laughs> uh, not believable. Can't I? Can't I don't know if we. It's very difficult that for that individual idea. to just prove that one. You know, because I mean, <laughs> the death of the planet is going to take a while to happen. So yep. uh, that's a pretty good conspiracy. Maybe we can convince people that voting for a bunch of uh, for a bunch of capitalist fear mongers is going to result in uh, the sort of heat death of humanity. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know where you came up with that one, but. What uh, what do you want to be in the water wars? You want to be uh, like a sniper or a scout, maybe? Oh, I was gonna say fish, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> will, I don't think I think you misunderstand water wars. <laughs> it's not a war. Like we're in the on water. Or we're in the water, water, and we're just it's more. It's kind of like a like a, a pool noodle fight. Is that where you're getting at? Let me, let me call it maybe a desert war. How about that? Yeah, that's probably a better <laughs> probably a better name for it. It, just, it evokes wars. the things you want to evoke, right? You gotta get dry, sandy, thirsty, mm. parched. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the ice caps are melting and the water's rising. So which is it, Andy? Which is it? Mm-hmm. Hey, it's warm outside, so you know. No, other way around, right? It's cold outside, so global warming isn't. Oh, that's which a, is the a nice conspiracy. What's the, yeah, what's the, that's a fun one too. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. A good one. I mean. People just don't like to understand big, complex ideas. This is a pretty good exemplary episode of what I expect our conversations about Joe Parrott Talks With You to be like, in that we talked about Joe Parrott Talks With You for like, I don't know, nine minutes, and then you basically brainstormed conspiracies for a while. I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. Look, there's no. a, there's, Look. Th- there could be overlap in Joe Para and what we're talking about. We don't know. Could I mean, happen. you know. I, I, you've, I, you've seen it all, right? Uh, yeah. You've but. seen it all. You've seen everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone will get that reference out there. It's not you, apparently. Nope. I don't know what that means. Um, yeah. So uh, listen along, folks, friends out there. Let's, uh, let's uh, talk about media in the age of uh, the whole world being bad. And so you got to watch television to forget about it. It is a good show to make you forget about stuff. Mm, love to forget. <laughs> Sign me mm-hmm. up, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> You've been listening to Matt and Andy talk with you about Joe Para talks with you. Oh wait, I had a theme song. We're talking. No, I have a theme song. Where'd it, where'd it go? I had it over here somewhere. That like little guitar riff, right? Yeah, I got a little guitar riff for it. I should I, plink, plonk, I should re-record plink, it. I should re-record it again. But it's also that d- guitar riff is a reference to the show. So yeah, I was. That's why I was. I didn't want to like listen a, to those audio files you were sending me because I didn't want to spoil it. Wait, 
the just the the one thing wait here i listened to the plink plonk guitar thing and then you also sent me another thing it was about football which i barely understood oh the football thing is totally unrelated to this but yeah i I figured that's why i listened to it yeah yeah um what is there not to understand it's a it's the true story of nathan peterman (laughs) based on it's based on the true story what there's not to understand for me is the jokes that i'm sure are in there that it just sounds to me like you're (laughs) reading the true story of a boring man yeah it's good let's let's pause and save do it 